Hello listener and welcome to a brand new episode of the Keeping Up Appearances podcast, full of opinion, debate and football trivia with a hint of nostalgia. I'm Callum Murray and here with me is... Sean O'Hara, Bob Gall and Michael Tosh. They say not to judge a book by its cover, but we might judge a player by their appearance. Let's get into it. Making a note of it on the spreadsheet. So Callum's got Wilshire. Bob, you are you going Clive Ayrt? Yeah. Who are you going, Griffin? Well, I had Wilshire and I reserved it with Sean and I even asked last night, is Wilshire still free? So I researched Jack Wilshire and now Callum's got him. So I'm gonna have to just pull one up. So I'll probably give him When you said Wilshire free, you might have just thought no longer playing. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually. I should have been more should have been more specific. <laughs> I just think of someone else now. Someone be off in a few I minutes. Who's the band then? But he was 38 when he retired, so he's getting on. Like, who's <laughs> <laughs> the band? That'll be fun. Has <laughs> anyone got Stanley cool. Matthews? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now I'm gonna have to do someone stupid. Someone <laughs> stitch me up. Who the chalk on? Can't. Well, sure thing. I, no, he's. <laughs> <laughs> Whole episode just dedicated to Jack Wilshire. I can't wait for someone to get on uh, Adriano, I think he said. Mm. Do you probably research Wilshire as well? Oh, yeah, there's a time on that one. Have I? Yeah. Yeah, mate, I've got a, I've literally made notes and everything. Oh, you nerd. Well, I didn't want to look stupid, my virgin appearance on the pod. We need to have a strong word with Sean when he gets on. I know, yeah. Put it a little late and he still arrives late. I can't wait for Sean to get on here, mate. I'm going to rip him a new one. There we go. Sorry, everyone. All right, Sean. Sorry, Emma. Sean, just before we start. Yeah. No, Callum's got Wilshire. No, we... What? So... So what? Well, now I'm going to have to come up with someone, but I've done, like, revision. He's got to go David Batty now. (laughs) (laughs) Look Look at the notes he's made. So you thought he had Wilshire, but I've got him. Ah, uh, sorry, you've obviously been a misunderstanding, sorry. Griffin, are you all right mm-hmm. to type them up and send them to Callum for us, please? Just <laughs> <laughs> hold them in the chat, it's fine. Yeah. When am I getting added to the chat, Sean? Never. <laughs> You'd love the chat as well, Griffin, it's a real shame. Yeah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Do you know next week, are you on half term, Sean? Yeah. Is there a chance we do it in person? Unless unless you want to travel to Portugal with me. No, then. <laughs> Wait, so are we not doing it next week, then? If my internet's all right in Portugal, I'll do it. If not, you do it. And I'll edit it. And you do, that's like, I, That's how voice, I see it going long-term, anyway, to be honest. <laughs> I've been asking the listeners, Sean, they're saying you're a dead weight. <laughs> Am I being introduced oh. as guest of honour or am I a permanent fixture? No. <laughs> you're, not, you're not being referenced. You've made notes on the wrong fella. You're never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So, welcome to this week's episode. We have our usual lineup with the addition of a special guest. He will be the devil's advocate to our Evertonian bias this weekend as it is a special derby week. He is the only Liverpool fan amongst us. So I'm sure he'll fight his corner, but you'll see he's victorious in the end. 
going forward with Maroon 5, we're going to make a couple of little changes to it. So the premise is still going to stay the same. We're still going to pick a topic and we're going to pick our player, manager, team that we think best fits that topic. But instead of sending every single person to the island, what we're going to do is let you, the listeners, decide. So each week we're going to critique each other's arguments and then there will be a poll on Twitter to decide and you will have the decide and vote. Hope you all enjoy it and look forward to seeing your responses on Twitter. Okay then, so as mentioned, Maroon 5 is changing format slightly, but it's still going to be among the same ideas. This week's topic, based on current news, so after the retirement of Eden Hazard, we're going to discuss people we think retired too early. So the best player who retired too early, whatever reason that might be, we're going to look at. So to start off this week, Callum, do you want to go first? Yes, I'll go first. And my pick will be Sergio Aguero. What hey genuinely what's happened here, Carl? Because you're like a giddy schoolgirl. You, no, su- you sound surprised it was always gonna happen as soon as Griffin joined. That's not my fault though. I'm not getting like no one's Griffin. I'm not saying it's not you. It's not it's the fact Callum's in love with you and he can't take his eyes off you. You need to sort yourself out, lad. So Aguero was well obviously one of the, the best Premier League strikers um that has been, sort of maybe one of the best strikers in the world at, at a time. Obviously, a Man City legend, Premier League heroics. Unfortunately, he was forced into retiring early due to a heart condition. I think maybe five games into the season. I think he'd maybe scored one for Barcelona at the beginning of the season. And I think someone who we didn't quite see is retiring so quickly. His career was probably slowing down at City, but there was maybe a bit of a resurgence there, signing for Barcelona. And yeah, sort of to have his career cut so short, sort of so suddenly. I don't think it was like expected. Um, it was definitely a shame to have someone sort of so good taken away from the game. And then as well, obviously, it probably denied him of a World Cup, which, you know, it would have been nicer to have him win a World Cup and that might have just completed his his trophy cabinet, um, as it were. So yeah, my shout would be Sergio Aguero, who unfortunately had to retire early due to not even like an injury, but more a health condition. So something kind of, kind of like outside of football. I'd say that's so, still yeah. an injury. Like, but... I'm not sure it's an injury, but um, yeah. So I think it was a shame to see him have to retire so early. I thought he had a bit of a, could have had a bit of a resurgence at Barcelona. Legend of the game. He's my shout for, for the island. It's hard, what is it? Because, you know, in your head, you sort of felt like he was winding down at Man City. He felt like he wasn't used as much towards the end. So it feels like... Maybe he wasn't there at the time, but when you look at his age, and as you say, you know, a couple of years later, well, was it a year later, Argentina winning the World Cup? It's a fair point to make, I think. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, certainly. Anyone else got any other thoughts on Aguero? No, I think I'd probably agree in that because he was consistent for so long. As you say, it doesn't feel like that. Like most of these players, I imagine we're going to be talking about, like, I don't know, sound like cliche, but like the spark that was kind of went out of it too early. With Aguero, you almost felt like he'd lived it out already. He'd kind of reached where he needed to go, and he was on his way out, as Tosh said. So by the time he'd gone to Barca, to most people, their eyes are off him. I'm not sure anyone looked back on it, looks back on Aguero too much and thinks, "God, what a career he could have had." It was yeah. like, do you know what I mean? He wasn't. He didn't really have much else. To Barca. He only played about four times, didn't he? Yeah, there was yeah, a then he, with the health condition. Then, wasn't he, it? then he got injured. 
Again, he must have played a hundred times for Argentina, I reckon, as well. Like, he was there for so long, wasn't it? So I think it's a good point when you make sure he had he certainly had a good career, didn't he? You wouldn't say he didn't have a, a good career, but I know what you mean, Cal as well, going to Barcelona, I suppose that could have been a, a the spark that lit it back up. Um, no, I just think obviously he did have a great career. And as you said, Sean, I think a lot of the other players you mentioned will be ones who like it was cut really short. It's like, you know, what what could have been. I don't think he's that kind of case for this one, but it's more just the fact that, yeah, the circumstances of Yeah, just that early retirement. He's he's had the World Cup probably robbed from him almost definitely. And then, yeah, I think he, he definitely had more years in him. And yeah, I just think for it to be cut so short, yeah, for such like a great player and sort of iconic player, I think, I think was a uh, sad, but I'll let the next person throw their hat in the ring. Okay, then, Sergio Aguero's our first suggestion. Let's go to our special guest, Griffin. Who are you, you bringing to the island, or who are you going to try to bring to the island, I should say? Uh, I've gone for Jack Wilshire. So I remember seeing Jack Wilshire at the, in the Youth Cup, actually, at Anfield. I, I don't know the year, but he was by far and away the best player on the pitch. He just dominated the game. I think he had a, a career that kind of fizzled out to nothing, to be quite honest. I mean, I, I think he ended his career in the Danish League when he was 30, he retired at. He only won two or three cups, but um, always played in that Arsenal team that never really got to where he should have been. But just the type of player I love, I love left-footers. He glided through the pitch. You know, the games had, uh, against Barcelona and that, that goal uh, against Norwich where he kind of pass out from back to front as that, that, you know, one of the best Premier League goals probably ever. Yeah, I think someone who was just an amazing talent, almost like Foden-esque in his style of play. Would play a bit deeper. He used to play almost like a whole midfielder often. Um, yeah, just a brilliant talent. Never really achieved what he probably could have, obviously, with injuries. I know he had bad ankles, as I think that's how it started ankle injuries. But yeah, a brilliant player. Didn't really achieve probably as much as he could have or should have. But potential generational talent there, I think, when he first came onto the scene. So my nomination is Jack Wilshire. Just look then, just while you were talking, he's, still, he's only actually 31 now. I know he's uh, he's ninety two. He's born in the same year as us. I gotta think he uh, retired late. Then he was ninety two. <laughs> very very good. Yeah, I think it's one of them, isn't it? Where like it's always a walk. Could have been. I think you're right with like linking to Foden at that time when he came through. You sort of you hadn't seen an English footballer like that. The way he sort of played. You say like you know. They mentioned that game. People always talk about Javi and Iniesta, don't they? Of saying, like, you know, they were both desperate for his shirt and they probably never played against an English player like that. Maybe like Skulls or something like that. They're usually a bit more like physical or, and yeah, he was, he was a brilliant footballer. But... He was so good in that game against Barcelona. I remember watching I'm sure it was on ITV. He was just absolutely amazing. Like, as you say, obviously against Javi and Iniesta, you know, that, that, that Barcelona team and he dominated the midfield, really. Yeah, yeah. You've just said, though, Griffin, there, like, that Arsenal team that didn't achieve what they should have achieved. Is a player like him, if he's this generational talent, should he not have done more to drag them? I know he obviously had his injury problems, but I've done a bit of research myself and I found out that his best season numbers-wise was 13-14 and he had yeah. 10 goal involvements. Yeah, I actually looked at his numbers and I, I thought the same because obviously when I, you know, I did a bit of research and I was looking at that myself and yeah, his numbers aren't anywhere near you know, the likes of, well, other major major talents, I suppose. But yeah, more just for his style of play as well. I, I suggested him just because he was such a good player. And I know what you mean about, you know, if he's so good, he could potentially drag a team forward. But they had players, you know, Van Persie played for them, Fabregas, Nasri, all them like 
almost like luxury players, I suppose, would be how you'd, you'd class them. Maybe not Fabregas as much, but yeah, can't be put on his shoulders. I don't think to drag that team forward too much because they had so many good players who didn't really... I don't know. It was, I don't know. That Arsenal period was just a bit mad, wasn't it? Because they always had boss players, but just never yeah. quite. I think they finished fourth in that best season they had. Yeah, that was also Ezel's first season. Well, exactly. I mean, you got players like Mesut Ezel. You know, he's a. You'd say, why, why didn't he drag him to the title? Yeah, that's a good point. Again, I think you could easily get bogged down with statistics and go and say sometimes footballers they do offer more, don't they? And I, I know you're right, Sean. You know, he was someone he didn't score many goals again. Can't remember him. So I remember there was a game we scored a couple for England in one game, I think, with two brilliant goals. I don't remember him ever really doing much apart from that. So, yeah, frustration. He always comes across a bit, bit of a divvy as well, I thought, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I wasn't a fan. I Do you remember that time? Heart. Do you remember that one, Bob? And Morales was winding him up when he, like, squirted him with the water bottle. Oh, that was good. I think I just the, the age as well is the other thing that I was, like, pushing. Yeah, that's it. 30 is, like, I mean... That's, that's young, obviously, you know, for such a, a good player. So, But really, like, his career was done. You're looking at it, you know, he left to West Ham in 2018. He played 16 times. His career has been done for three, four years, hasn't he, you know, really? Yeah, yeah. he played for Bournemouth as well, which, I mean, I think I could get a game for them. Silly comment, but... Right, then, <laughs> let's move to Sean. Go on, step forward. Okay. My thinking for this one was, again... Not necessarily someone I've watched week in, week out. I think, like, obviously, most of you, well, yeah, three out of five of us have done, like, Premier League plays within our lifetime. This play is not necessarily someone I've watched a lot, but just someone I know of. And when I have seen them, you just know that they are, in my opinion, the definition of that, like, that light that went out way too early. So my recommendation for the island this week is Adriano. So... Adriano, for me, was, I was a, when I was around, I don't know, 11, 12, I was a pro Evo guy. And he was obviously their poster boy while like Messi and Ronaldo and Ronaldinho were on FIFA. He was the pro Evo guy. Famously, had like 98 shot power on pro Evo. He was just like, they put everything into him. And he's just one of those players that you love playing with on the games. You know, like when you're a kid and you got those players, like I imagine now it's Haaland, like the one that the kids love playing with. Adriano was that for me. And then he just seemed to, and even if you listen to like other players, like top level defenders, they all say he had everything. Like these defenders say he's the hardest player they've ever played against because he was just like, he was so strong, he was quick, he had unbelievable power. I don't know, when you're a kid, I mean, even obviously now you're looking at it because Haaland's not too far off that himself, just bullying defenders. They're the kind of players that I just love to see. And when you've got those kind of natural skills that he had, I just think the fact he didn't go on to become in the conversations that we have now with you, but Ronaldo, like Brazilian Ronaldo, retired fairly early. He had his injuries. He's still spoken about now, generations later, as one of the best ever. Adriano's nowhere near that conversation. And I just think he definitely would have been had he kind of stayed stayed the course. I also think as well that in a different way to you lot, he probably didn't retire as early as, say, Wilshire did, but you feel like his head was gone long before he actually hung up his boots kind of thing. Because obviously he lost his dad in mid-2000s. And even though he then apparently went on to have his best season after that, everyone that talks about Adriano, even himself, says from that point he was done. He just couldn't train as well. He put weight on, he got injured, he was drinking, taking things. He lost his head a little bit and you think... 
that wasn't an injury that did him in. It was just personal circumstances that kind of took away the spark and everything else that he had. And I just think, imagine that didn't happen. He likely wouldn't have got those injuries. You just think where he would be now. I just think he'd be within that conversation of best strikers of all time, or at least best strikers playing within Europe. I just think, I personally think he would be, but obviously we'll never know. But that's why I'm putting forward Adriano. Yeah, I mean, I I remember him sort of on Pro Evo being very, very, very good. But I'm not sure he was as good as he was on Pro Evo in real life. I mean, looking at his numbers there, I don't like... His numbers in the top leagues aren't actually that good. And in terms of like retiring early, I'm not sure if he hadn't retired what difference it would have made. It's a shame that his career went the way, the way it did. And, you know, he had the sort of the personal problems and stuff. And I think he's been in like trouble outside of football and stuff. But yeah, I'm not sure like in terms of someone who retired too early. I'm um, not sure what difference it would have been to his career had he not have retired see, at 34. Me, no, me, me, that was kind of my point. I said, though, Carl, yeah. I mean, his head had already retired. His head had retired when he was 22. Like, when you think you're saying he wasn't as good as Pro Evo made him out to be, he's playing at Inter Milan, dominating in the Champions League when he's 20, 21. Was he like, dominating the Champions League? But he was doing well in the Champions League. Like, I, I, I Gone think. Gone from dominating to doing well. All, all right. Well, do you know what? I mean, there's many, many very good defenders out there, better than me, who tell you he was a fantastic player and he hated playing against them. So, that's, I mean, that's good enough for me. No, I, I, I know you said, I like the way you thought about it, John, to be honest, different rather than just someone who's gone injured early where we've sort of gone to your saying about he sort of was good and he sort of fizzled. Yeah, because you think, <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry, I'm just saying like, we're talking about a kid who's 20. If you think if he's playing it, like, if you don't know it, he might have stayed in at Serie A, he might have gone elsewhere. Think of the player he would have become if he'd become a better player. Like, you, you think like, he might not have been the best passer, he might not have been, I don't know, all these different things he might not have had. He could easily have done that. And it wasn't even his body that gave up. It was other circumstances. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I'm sort of, I actually, I know you say, I actually view the Callum. I I'm, I was always one of them with him. I was never sure he was actually that good. And I, I, like, I my, in my head, you sort of, that, that Brazil team you talk about comparing it to Ronaldo, you think Ronaldo winning World Cups before he had his like terrible injuries. You think, my thinking of Adriano is him coming into that team and getting knocked out the World Cup. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I was never a sort of massive fan, but he made a good case. Yeah, he did make a good case, but I do think he's a bit of a almost like Abel Tarrap kind of figure, like the streets won't forget kind yeah. of footballer. I think he's I think quite like that. But that's because but when those streets will forget players, they're because they do it for a short period. No, no, no. Fizzle, yeah. Whereas like yours haven't, if you know what I mean, because yours have got your injuries gone. Mm. Everyone remembers so, Adriano from... 2006 or whatever when he was like when he was a big fatty at Roma you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you know, if you might have said like it was like wasted talent kind of thing I think he'd probably be up there because maybe there's potential there that he could have been like, like a real great or whatever but yeah I don't know just in terms of the, the retirement early I'm not too sure he, he was that mm-hmm. yeah well, well the, the listeners will decide won't they so we'll see yeah they will yeah we will see Right, so I'll I'll up next pick. Me and Bob have gone down similar lines, so we'll, we'll sort of go down similar. My one, I often with this just go with the first thought I had. And the first thought I had, which I thought would be an obvious candidate, would be Marco Van Basten. I was I was talking about reading books. I actually read Marco Van Basten's autobiography this year, and it just reminded me of, obviously, all the things that he'd done before his career was cruelly ended by injury. He was, again, done by 28 ankle injuries, similar to Wilshire, as he said, I think. 
injuries from playing a lot and doing too much and being in, obviously in a very physical a physical strike. He was a big fella, but he was just a fantastic footballer. Again, I think Ballon d'Or winner three times by the age of 28. Scored obviously that unbelievable goal in the 1988 Euros, that volley against the Soviet Union. Scored two in the Champions League, finally won two of them for Milan. He scored the winner in a cup winners' cup final for Ajax and things like that. And I just you think I think genuinely his career had been ended at that early stage. He was still playing for Milan at that stage. I think he would be the way people talk about Fat Ronaldo and people sort of talk about him as one of the greats. I think he would be right up there. And I think some people would have him there, but you don't see him in that conversation enough. And again, obviously, hadn't seen him live. He was retired, I think, the same year we were born. But from what you see in the goals he scored, and again, all different types of goals, headers, overhead kicks, volleys, like dribbling goals. He just had everything. And he was just just one of them players. I think you'd love to see in that classic he had, as well as being like physically imposed. And he was your classic sort of Dutch footballer. Just a lovely player to watch. A bit like maybe Jack Wilshere in that sort of sense, like that nice style of footballer. And I think, yeah. Different to Sean's, I suppose, in the sense that, you know, he, and a bit like Aguero, maybe we say he's had a good career, but, you know, still had maybe four or five years at the absolute top that were cruelly taken away in a Champions League final as well as his last ever game, losing a Champions League final. Here's my case. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, Tosh. I've obviously done a little bit of research on most people to try and think of counter-arguments, but I've actually got nothing for Van Basten. I can't, can you? His, number, his numbers are unbelievable. And obviously, I've never seen him play. Really, I've just seen the highlights. But like, you can't argue with that. It's just, it's just stupid. Good book too. I think he's straight on the island. Really, I don't think that needs to go to a vote. Yeah, no, I say it's just the original ones, and I think I've probably got a bit more root one than maybe others. I like the originality of some of the others, but that was just the first one that jumped at me when when I said that. So it looks like that one's won. Probably don't even need to do yours, Bob. To be honest, well, well, was, I, I, I was, we, we don't decide. I was struggling anyway. Well, you're probably you're saying that there's probably just five really good people who vote. So yeah, hopefully Max loves Adriano. <laughs> Max loves what I tell him to love. <laughs> right, go on then, Bob. Here we go for finish off the uh, five. I promised I wouldn't go for Leighton Bain, so I did quite a lot of googling and research. And as I just got back from Amsterdam, I thought I'd go for another Dutch player, uh, similarly to Sean talking about Pro Evo. I'm going to go for a player I really like playing with on FIFA 2002 go for Patrick Clivert and doing a bit of research he scored the Champions League final winning goal at the age of 18 which is a bit ridiculous his stats up to leaving Barcelona were quite ridiculous he had an indifferent season at AC Milan but his record for Ajax and Barcelona was quite incredible really probably argue that he finished at 28 because he Went to Newcastle while he still had Shearer, so that kind of helped matters for him. Can't really think of what else to say, really, but I'm going to go Patrick Clivert. I did, when obviously, I've only just found out you're doing Clivert, I did a quick Google. I can't believe he was 28 when he went to Newcastle. When he signed Newcastle, was he like a marquee signing? Because I remember him playing for Newcastle, but I can't remember him like being a big fuss about it. I think the sort of was because of the age. People like thought he was still in his prime. And obviously from Barcelona, isn't it? But I just I thought found, he was older in my head. I found yeah, I out something. As well. I found out something where I someone told me this. Clive Ayrt and Van Nistelrooy have got the exact same birthday. They were born on the same day. And when you think like you think of like 
as I say, Clive, his career was done like by about 2003, four, and you think of, you know, Van Nistelrooy is still playing years after that, but they've got, they're, they're the exact same day birthday, which I think probably lends to Bob's Bob, argument quite nice in the sense that, you know, he probably was done quite early, whereas, you know, Van Nistelrooy is probably still, did he play in the 2010 World Cup for Holland maybe? I'm not too sure, but he was, he was certainly still around then, whereas Clive, was well gone. What is the Clive retirement? He was 32, finished at Lille. Did he retire because of injuries or just retire? Because he Newcastle always I haven't asked injury. him. Doesn't say anything on Wikipedia, so God knows. <laughs> Doesn't say anything about his retirement. No. Which which shows that it just kind of fizzled out his career, but early on, pretty impressive record. Yeah, I don't think he starts final, but it was obviously an unbelievable Ajax side breaking through. You think like, you know, all them people like the Overmars and yeah, the Boar brothers and Lippmann and people like that. So that, but, and Canu, I think, might have started that final front of him rightly, but I could well be wrong on that because I haven't checked. I think, yeah, he, he was a brilliant player, supposedly. <laughs> I was going to say, just like some of the others, obviously his career just did kind of fizzle out like towards the end. I think just looking at it after Barcelona in 2004, I don't think he spent more than a year at one club. He had Newcastle, 25 games. Next year, Valencia, 10 games. Next year, PSV 16, and then Lille 13. Goals returning off very good. Yeah, again, it's one of those... More than you, Cal. Well, yeah, definitely, but... I don't know, you know, put, put Cal in that Barca team. <laughs> but, yeah, so, again, I mean, how old was you in 2004? 28. Did we, say, did we say 28 when he went to Newcastle? So, yeah, that's that's early for, for a creator to fizzle out. But when did, he, when did he break through? How how, how young is he when he first came to that high team? 18. Yeah, he's he's the Champions League winning goal at the age of 18, which is unbelievable. Best yeah, was that, his first, was that his sort of first season? I don't know. I haven't done that much research, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. I'll just I'm Google saying, when was Patrick Clavert the debut. It was. I think that was his breakthrough, yeah. Yeah, so he yeah. only had like pretty much like a 10-year career. That's also obviously isn't a lot, is it? What was he rated on Pro Evo? At FIFA 2002, I think he was like mid-80s, maybe. Sounds accurate. Sounds like you've done your research on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Won't tell you when he made his debut, but he'll tell you what, what rate he was on in 2002. Right. Okay, then. Only, so can I, can I add one more thing about Clive no. Okay. No, you can't really go on. Sorry. Oh, I've just, it says here that uh, in 1994, when Louis Van Gaal was uh, Ajax manager, he turned down Ronaldo because he had Clive So, like, that shows how like, highly he was spoken of at that time. Obviously, Ronaldo was as well. That he Why uh, said. Shows, shows a young side over Ronaldo. He's managed, he managed him at Barca as well. I don't know if he signed him, didn't he? But I think Van Aal, he had signed a lot of Dutch people at Barca. Good fact that, Sean, I like it. I'm glad to let you give it now. Yeah, thank, thank you, Tosh. Right then, so this week, as we say, we're going to allow the listeners to decide. So get yourself to Twitter and uh, vote for who you think gave the most convincing argument about who was the best player with an early retirement. Okay, then, are we moving on to some derby chat? Do we have to? Would <laughs> <laughs> have been a nice segue into the derby. How do you pick Leighton Baines? Be- speaking Just... of Everton ah. losers, let's talk about the derby. Yeah. Dude. So then we'll move towards the Keeping Up Appearances game, but before we go on to that and Sort of playing, we will have a little preview of the big game this weekend, which is, of course, the Merseyside derby. Um, Evan travelled to Anfield, which has not been the most fruitful stadium over the years, but on the back of a 
Everton women's victory. Hoping we'll make it two from two um, this weekend. Anyone have any opening thoughts on how do you think the game will go this weekend? I do mean none of you jump in when it's Liverpool Everton, because especially at Anfield. Yeah, we never jump in, I just edit it, so it looks like we do. <laughs> right. Clever. Good editing. I, I think I've grown out of being optimistic uh, during Derby Week, really, so I can't, really can't see anything other than the standard Liverpool victory. If it's if we've got any chance, I'm sure the referee will jump in and send seven of our players off. We'll concede a pen for absolutely nothing. Standard stuff, really. Probably be Mark Clattenberg, the ref. Change. <laughs> in conclusion, comfortable Liverpool victory. Uh, not much more to say. Does anyone think it will result in a Liverpool victory? Do they want to step forward now? <laughs> I'll step forward with some positivity, or maybe some. I don't know. Yeah, your delusion. Sensibility. I'm yeah, not you sure need delusion. You need, to, I, you need to grow up, Callum. I think we'll. I mean, the chance are we going to get beat? But I think strange things have happened. That I think we're. We've got players at the right time in good form, like Calvert-Lewin and stuff. I think Liverpool have not been too great in defence this season. Um, and I think Calvert-Lewin is a, you know, a, good, a good shot at causing a few few problems there, a few issues. I think it, it's, it's all in the game plan and how you attack it. I think if you sit back and just try and defend, I think we get battered. I think if you play that kind of counter-attacking Game, maybe the blueprint from the Brighton game last season. There's a chance we would get something from it. I think the problem is, I think to win, you maybe want to have to score know, three, possibly two if you're lucky. Um, we might, we might nick a nick a one or draw. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. But obviously, your head says, you know, you're probably not going to get much from the game. But you know, your heart says there might just be a bit of a a chance of nicking something. If if things go your way, which they won't, so it's completely pointless statement. You're right. Not gonna go what you mentioned about the defence, um, I think yeah, you've got to take some or slim optimism from that because Liverpool's defence just isn't there. I know Robertson's potentially out as well, so you've got Simicas and Trent as potential fullbacks there. Obviously, with Calvert Lewin playing, you know you, you'd like to think well, Everton are going to try and swing a few crosses, and so if you do get past them fullbacks, then. There's every chance, I suppose. But, I mean, yeah, I can't see us losing that game at Anfield. Everton typically, I mean, always bottle it. And I think, I know, obviously, you just beat Bournemouth last uh, last match. But, yeah, he's luck there for the taking, really. I, I agree. I don't think Liverpool have been overly convincing. We're almost, I think, going under the radar a little bit in terms of, you know, I think we're in, are we fourth at the moment? I think three points off the top. So, I don't think we've been overly convincing. I agree with that, but... I can't see us not beating you. I think there's too much talent going forward against your defence for us not to put a few past you, to be honest. I think not having a number six is the thing that Liverpool, or the holding midfield, the traditional holding midfielder, is the thing that Liverpool are missing. McAllister is a, he's a brilliant player, but I don't think he suits that role. I think in the midweek he played Ryden Cena in a more advanced role. I've just seen a few clips on, I think it was just on Twitter, he played a more advanced role and he was just spraying passes. Almost like that schlob, sh- sh- schlobber's lie, however you say his name. Die again. <laughs> not, not like that. Schlobber's lie. Um, yeah, so I don't think he's a whole field. You've got potential to, to <laughs> score past us, but yeah, I think we'll win pretty convincingly. I, I could see us putting four or five past you, to be quite honest. 
Yeah, I'm on the same page there, to be fair. I think your fullbacks are the only way we get any light in this game. I don't I know. Is the back there... four as a whole, really. Well, yeah, but I mean, is there any scope to play Canate at left-back? You know, rather well, than putting Simicass in? Well, he, well I, 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 I think if Robertson's out, Simicass slots in at left-back. I don't think he'll mess with that. I mean, we've been doing almost that City-type thing where you play almost like the three centre-backs and Trent moves in. But, I mean, we're going to dominate the ball. Let's be honest. I mean, we're going to have basically all possession. So, I think we will play with Simicass's almost the three centre-backs when we go forward. Is Curtis Jones out? No, I think he's, he was suspended. He's, he's, yeah, he's suspended, yeah. But, I, mean, I don't think he's suspended for the yeah. derby, no. How was he? Oh, actually, no, I suppose it was a violent card. Maybe he is, actually. I'm not too sure. Well, he probably will go in there then. But, I mean, I think I spoke to you, Sean, not, obviously not on this podcast because this is my first appearance. But uh, I don't really care. It's Jones personally. I'm not a big fan of his, but he seems to be on the winning side more often than not. So Klopp seems to like him. He's certainly more in favour than he has been. So I think he'll yeah, be suspended. Sorry, how is he? So yeah. then, who's that? Who's that third man in that midfield? Uh, he's been playing Gakpo often, hasn't he? He's bought Gakpo. Yeah. Do the fellow as well, mean, like Graven Birch or whatever, maybe. Um, yeah, or even I mean, he might even play that Endo as a whole midfielder and let the two go forward. But I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not seeing too much that Endo to be like he's he's not gonna. Blow anyone away, I don't think, but there's potential. That Gravenberg looks good, I think. You know, he's a, he's a big lad as well. That might be quite good physically because, you know, you in the middle have got some bigger players, haven't you? So mm. yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? I think if you like, we know that we McAllister's not not that he's a, obviously a, he's a good player, but as that number six, he's the one that you can get at. But our centre yeah. midfield, our centre like midfield is just aren't up to the task. Just... You think you think when Decore is on it, he is like he does buzz a rally. I think Decore could. Give him problems. Decore is he's not the best of actual footballers, but that is something he's got legs and he'll run and he'll work. I think if we were to do that, I, I, I haven't said anything because I just, I just, I wouldn't even bother playing. I'd just give Liverpool the three points and save all the energy, to be yeah. honest. But, but I think, yeah, as people have said, the fullbacks, but I also think that sort of target and that a bit like Brighton, Brighton sort of did that, I thought. And first half to quite good, to quite successfully. But um, yeah, no, I say I can't. I, I can't see it ever win, really, to be honest, I, like everyone. Should we get a quick scoot for predictions then? Just then, uh, quickly go around, everyone. Griffin, where are you going then? Uh, I go 4 1 Liverpool. Bob? 3 1 Liverpool. Um, Callum? I'll go 2 2, just to add a bit of excitement. Very big. And here, Sean? I'll go 2 0. I don't, I don't think Liverpool will blow us out the water necessarily. Two 0 to you think? Yeah, two 0 to Liverpool. I just can't. I can't see us getting anything to be honest. Even I mean, even goals. I just can't see us scoring. So, yeah. no point getting Griffin on as a Liverpool fan. He's well done it for him. Uh, supporting your team. You know, my prediction, yeah. What's your prediction? Two 0 Liverpool. Two 0 Liverpool. I'm going to. You can't have the same prediction. Why not? I mean, you can. I haven't in the past because I like making it interesting, but Tosha's obviously not that bothered about that. Uh, just to check your facts, Cal, on the very first week, me and Sean also had the same prediction, so not every time we've done Cheating. it. And and we were wrong then as well. Yeah. So see. I'd, I'd also written it down on my notepad, so too late. <laughs> right then. Moving it on. These are the rules. We select three matches from this week's fixtures which are entered into the Wheel of Fortune. This will randomly select our featured game. 
This match will be the focus of our discussions, predictions, and most importantly, our game of keeping up appearances. Once our fixture has been chosen, we'll use an online generator to provide a target number for our game. For us, this is anything between 50 and 450. Our job then is to think of a player who's made that many appearances for either of our selected teams. Whoever's closest wins. Each week, four points will go to the closest person, three points for second place, two points will go to third place, and the person who's furthest away gets one. These points will be accumulated over the whole season, and we'll update our league table each week. So obviously, as it's a bit of a Merseyside derby special, we're not actually going to spin the wheel, which obviously it's a shame for you, Griffin. You don't get to see the magic of the of the wheel. Oh, that's the reason that came on. So maybe maybe one day you'll see it. But anyway, so our keeping up appearances game is this week is for Liverpool versus Everton. So the only thing we need to do now is get our number, which I will do. Right, so our numbers are locked in. As always, 50 and 450 as the lower and upper parameters. Time to generate our number, which this week is a nice round 260. So whilst we go and have a think, this week's song of the week is Fever by Casino. Sticking with the Merseyside Derby theme, we go with a young Liverpool band. Go and throw the song on and have a little think of someone who's played 260 games for either Everton or Liverpool, and we'll see you when the song is finished. Turn off the podcast and put the song on. And then, yeah, don't come back. <laughs> I much prefer listening to this music than this rubbish. <laughs> Griffin's Googling there, I can see He's got a pen. He's taking this seriously, I can see it. Do you want to read his Wiltshire notes? <laughs> and there's a down ones. Oh, actually, can I get the photo while we're here? I think I'll be booking. Ah, that's a good one, that, you know. That's the best <laughs> one, that. With the book, or? Did you take the book? Oh, your book wasn't in it, no. Mm. Sorry. You had your that that could be a good link. You could tweet, you could tweet every week. Tosh's book club and then tweet oh. the author. Yeah, because the song's going so well, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not going to say while you're thinking of it, go and read this book and then come back <laughs> with your answer. Yeah. Don't, don't mention books to avoid something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's me rule, you know. I've been thinking. I'm not promoting the book on the podcast until you start promoting the podcast. You do you do more than these do, Griffin, to be fair. Um, my dad's listening to it and everything. Fair enough. It's hard, this game, but I like it. It's just hard. 260s are hard. Hard number. You say that every week, though. <laughs> Literally say every number is a hard number. What's an easy number, Callum? There's a question for you. What would have been a good number for this one? Well, a lot. Like, I don't know. What? Just a couple, of, a couple of seasons. 90. I bet you, Callum, goes, this could be way out, but I'm going to go with <laughs> <laughs> There you go, Callum. You've got a catchphrase. But I've got a t-shirt, mate. Merch. I'm not. Someone else will go first. I'm not. I'll go first then. What about? Obviously, I'm not going for a Liverpool player because I hate them. Going to go for somebody who uh, played for quite a few seasons for Everton, but kind of vanished towards the end of his Everton career and 
went a bit AWOL, if, if I remember correctly. I go for Joseph Yobo. Oh, Bob, I'm genuinely, that was mine. Do you know what? Joe Yobo was mine as well. Yobo was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got an, I think Bumble I've got feet. another one. But genuinely, they, they, he was also mine. Oh. I loved him when he first signed. Even oh, he was great, Joe. Of, I even though, Joe even though he was a bit of a clown. Yeah. I won an um, I won a, a full kit out of the Evertonian magazine. It was that the second Cajun kit, you know, that they're playing on with the white trim. Oh, it's a nice oh, that, kit. That. that was a good one. And I got you got Yobo on the back. It's great. I had Yobo on the back of the away, the black one. Might have been the third kit from that year. Oh no, that was the year before the Cajun one with the weird neck. You mean? Was it Puma? Yeah. Yeah, it was Puma. Yeah. I can't remember it having a weird neck. Oh, maybe it was then. But there was a black uh, third kit the year before. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but I, again, I, I don't know. He was, he was a great servant, wasn't he? He was there a long time. Yeah, he was mine, but I have, I have, I have got me second now. So, shall I go next? Before someone pinches him. Yeah, so I was going to go Yobo. I'm going to go someone who would have partnered Yobo at the back for a couple of years, I reckon. I'm going to go David Weir. Again, Kane Trevitt in the tw- sort of towards the end of his career. Maybe or no, maybe not, because he went back to range. Then he played very late on. Again, in my head, he probably played, he was around when we finished fourth and the year or two afterwards, and he joined probably about 2000, 2001, so probably that threshold of six, seven years, maybe, was my thinking. I was going to go Yobo, but yeah, I'm going to go my second choice, David Weir. Anyone want to jump in next? Oh, no, I'll do mine. Sean, do you want to do yours in case your second one gets taken? No, go on, because I've got my second one's a Liverpool player, so go on. All right, okay, cool. I will go with... Someone who we've mentioned on this podcast before who some of us really love, one of us really doesn't. Uh, Everton legend, Tim Cahill. Not an Everton legend. <laughs> is an Everton legend. He's also on the island. He is, so yeah, That's full okay. circle. Right then, go on, Griffin, your player, please. I, well, I, yeah, based on what you said there, it's also about like the six, five, six seasons. It's a current player because I reckon he must be playing now 50 games a season. Say, yeah, but well, then, yeah. I'm going to go. He's already been featured on this podcast. Callum uh, mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. A quite ridiculous comment about him being overrated. I'm going to go Andy Robertson. Robbo, as Sean calls him. Uh, my mate, Robbo. <laughs> yeah, again, I can see you coming from. Does never seem to really miss many games, does he? I don't know. Yeah. Apart, from, apart from now. Pass he could well. be way over potentially because I reckon he's been there for six, eight. Mm, I don't know. You're starting to sound like Callum now, Griffin. Yeah, tough number that. This could be way out of this, but Robbo. <laughs> I'll go last. Now, please don't be annoyed with me, but I am going for the Liverpool player because my Everton player was taken. And also, the last time I did an Everton player it was on the first <laughs> ever episode, and I made myself look like a right fool. So, We've done that every episode since anyway. So. Yeah, that is true. So I'm going to go for the Liverpool player. I actually don't know when they signed, but they were like a Fernando Torres era. I know that. They played all the time. They were a pain in the derby. Ah, uh, no way. Yeah, it's going to be. And it's, I don't know how we pronounce his name, but they're Cout. Yeah, I was thinking of him, you know. He nearly killed Phil Neville, didn't he? Yeah, which is why I picked him. He was he get sent off. Well, and scored it. the winner. I used to love him. He was dreadful. Was he actually was a dreadful footballer. He really he was. was. He, he was. 
Yeah, he was. If you're saying he's the worst Dutch, he's the worst Dutch football, he's the worst Dutch footballer has ever been in. <laughs> Andy van der Meijer. Hey, Andy van der Meijer was ten times the footballer he was. He just didn't run as fast or as hard. I'd take yeah. penalties. Not Again, he was probably. You talk he... about we talk the other week. Bob said about chaos going about. Kite probably went times 20, 30 games without scoring. No. I don't reckon he, he did. Important goals. He did. That? He did score important goals. I'll give you that. Definitely better footballer than Tim Kyle. Okay, well, yeah, I remember that ball. That's in you fighting to their kite corner ahead of Tim Kyle. I'll go down. I've got that in my notes. My school as well. So, yeah, must be good. All right, are we done arguing? Should we check? Results are in. Oh, big moment. Okay, then the results are in. As always, checked on transfermarket.com. Um, this week, with us having a fifth member, what we're going to do is we're still going to do our usual four points. But if, say, for example, Griffin was to win, we just go 3 2 1, and the person who comes last would not get any points. All good guesses this week. So, reminder, it was 260 was the magic number for appearances. Everyone was within 30, which I think is a pretty good going for that number. In fifth place this week, with 285 appearances, so 25 out, is Dirk Kite. Way. Save Sean Wright for going for Liverpool player, in my opinion. In fourth place, with 278 appearances, Tim Cale. Boo. Oh, Everton's greatest ever Premier League player coming in fourth this week. <laughs> In third place, close to that with 275, was Andy Robertson. So 15 out. And then both single figures, second and first. In second place with 266, so six out, was David Weir. That puts me in second. And this week's winner, Bob, with a guess that me and Sean were both going to go for, Joseph Yobo, 259 appearances. Wow, that is so worn out according to transfer market. That Very impressive, Bob, but, but slightly annoying. First, probably more annoying for Sean, who's ended up with zero points and he's also got three. <laughs> That's heavy, that for me. Well, yeah, so Bob takes it this week. Unbelievable guess, really. Matt, all famous. three of us sort of as well. That's mad, really. Who's wrapping it up? Once again, then, let's turn our attention to our overall league table. Tosh remains on top with 33 points. Bob is in second with 28. Sean is in third place with 26 points. And just behind him with 25 is Callum. So that is our Merseyside Derby special episode. Coming to a wrap, we've been pleased to have Matthew Griffin on with us. It's been my absolute pleasure, gents. See you next week. <laughs> we are glad to have you. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the Merseyside Derby this week. And we will catch you next week for our latest episode. Reminder to vote on Twitter for Maroon 5. Everyone as well, past the pod, we've had quite a few quite a few extra followers and listeners in the past week. So tell people, if you enjoyed it, tell people, pass it on to a couple of mates and hopefully they'll enjoy it too. What if they don't? Well, don't tell, don't tell anyone then. Keep, <laughs> keep it to yourself. <laughs> keep listening. <laughs> Even if you really hate it, keep downloading. <laughs> <laughs>
So yeah, this is the best day of my life. This. <laughs>